0: Have you ever had to give yourself a pep talk just to walk into a car dealership? Or have you ever thought to yourself, I can't trust car salesmen, they don't have my best interests at heart. I'm here to debunk the myths and break the stigma. Welcome to Car Man Conversations, the podcast. G'day everyone and welcome back to another episode of Car Man Conversations. I'm joined once again by Rachel. Looking forward to getting stuck in today. Let's get into it. Hello, Luke. Good morning.
1: Good morning. How has your week been?
0: Yeah, it's been good. Been busy. Had a a busy little week.
1: Yeah.
0: I've seen a lot of the weeks are joining all in together at the moment. The days. um, One big blur. It just felt like yesterday we were doing the last podcast. But no, it's been good. Been a good week. Um, Had a um, a pretty productive uh, week. In the dealership, quite a bit going on. Um, putting some deals together and a few bigger projects we've been working on with some staff and and um, and, um, and uh, I guess a few new roles. We got quite a bit of um, renovations going on in the in the dealership at the moment. We with, do um, new cabinetry coming in and a change around in the service department with entry and and the showroom renovations. Um, the same with um, with myself. I've got a bit going on with reno's. Um, Got some landscaping getting done at, at uh, the new house so that project's well and truly underway and i'm enjoying every bit of that um
1: it must be a lot to have all that on your plate
0: it's a little bit overwhelming you must yeah. say like there's a lot of projects all happening at once you know that um and not that you don't want to I, I don't want to say that i don't give it enough time because it's not work it's i'm very passionate about it so i want to make sure that i give it the right amount of time um and very thorough with attention to detail mm-hmm. so um yeah, it is a bit overwhelming. I feel like I've got way too many moving pieces just at the minute. Um, but yeah, I love it. I love that fact and you know, and I always tie in a lot of that with our quality of what we deliver from a workplace, yep. from staff, from, I guess, efficiencies and um, thoroughness. Uh, and you learn a lot from, from other trade and from people and I'll put all these experiences in one and go, okay, well, what are others doing really well that we don't do enough of? Or what are others doing really poorly that we do really well that we can highlight? So. Um, I've had a bit going on there, um, so that that was a uh, there's a bit a bit there uh, and every and around me at the moment there's that, there's plenty going on Today's a busy one in the dealership with um, a bit of final install with some cabinetry.
1: There are people everywhere. There
0: are there are, um, but yeah, I had a good week. I caught up with um, Justin Taffer on Friday. Uh, we did some filming um, at my, my house um, in the bunker, so we did a couple of rounds. With uh, Justin Taffer and um, and G was up doing some some videographer work for us there, and also got some sneaky little BT50 shoot getting done, uh, which we look forward to, to um, getting some airtime soon. It's
1: not uh, um, it's not every day that you get to throw some weight around with
0: the UFC. No, it's good. You know, I never thought I'd ever kind of uh, not that we were going hard, but I never thought that I'd be in a ring with a UFC heavyweight. So it's just a great experience, I guess, to do that. Um, Justin, such a good, genuine bloke really really nice guy but it was um you forget sometimes just how privileged you are and just to be able to talk to him and watch the way he moves and and um yeah he's he's an athlete and a professional and that's his that's his career you know so i don't take that it was a bit bit of a moment afterwards i went wow you know like that was that was with with justin taffer you know so um yeah that was great got to do that on on friday um and spend some time with him um all the normal routine of gym and tennis on a friday morning um Saturday night. I did hear
1: that um, you lost tennis, Luke.
0: I had a sub come in for me. Mm -hmm. Um, I was let down by uh, young Fletcher Holmes and Xavier Teresi came in as a replacement (laughs) and he's officially banned from ever entering the tennis court again. He can
1: just be Um, the ball boy. I
0: think he won one point out of the six games. So um, (laughs) thanks for that, Xavier. You're nowhere. Um... So yeah, the normal routine and then the weekend was a busy one, worked on Saturday and then Saturday night uh, went to a Tasman uh, Fighters event in the Music Musical and um, and watched some really quality fights there. Uh, big thanks to Mick and Fran for the, uh, for the tickets and putting on a really good show. They put on a fantastic event um, and really enjoyed that one on Saturday night. And yeah, then Sunday morning early I was doing some driving with my daughter Jayla. She's just short of her 100 hours. We've, uh, we've just clocked it over now. So, um, went for a bit of a scoot, left early five o'clock on Sunday morning to Noosa and uh, drove up there and had a bit of brekkie together and then back and, and then my niece's uh, first birthday party on Sunday. Um, so it's been a busy little, busy little week, yeah. a bit filled in and uh, followed by a couple of birthday dinners so far this week and here we are back middle of the week again and it just yeah like i said it all rolls into one but yeah fair bit going on it's all very productive um a little bit overwhelming and i'm feeling the weight well and truly at the moment a bit of lack of sleep and struggling to sleep a little bit at the moment just with thinking about everything that's happening at once and putting in into position and the smallest things i guess that can occupy your mind for such a long period of time um it 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 yeah it, it it's a bit of a struggle you know but um but with that, you take a lot out of it and go, okay, well, how, you know, it, we won't be like this forever, it'll be better. And and, um, and then you think of the positive sides of it. But yeah, it's a bit of a test for me at the moment.
1: Do you, um, do you have any like strategies that you use to sort of get yourself out of that?
0: Yeah, I guess a lot of that is my training um, yeah, with sure. the people I train with. Um, Saturday night was good. I spent a bit of time with uh, with Mirzy you know, um, him and Nikki what came to the fights and uh, Ben and Emily um, were there as well, so um, it was just a good, actually really good night talking um, everything a bit different that wasn't about work and the normal things, just yeah. to relax a little bit. I think that always helps, and, <clears throat> and then your normal routine, you know, but um, we'll get you out of that. But yeah, it's not the first time I've taken a lot on, but it just seems to be all happening at once at the moment, it's that busy little patch and then it'll go quiet for a little bit. Yeah. Um, but being a bit of a perfectionist, sometimes you get too involved in, in projects Uh, in the smaller detail. And when you haven't got complete control, I've really found that that's the thing that for me at the moment where I think I struggle the most is not having complete control of situations is bothering me. And I need to have full control and I need to be able to see the end game. And when there's things up in the air um, without a conclusion or a game plan to finish it or execute it, um, that is probably my weakest point which I'm battling with myself at at the moment. And I don't want to sit back and go, okay, well I haven't got control of it, so just don't, don't bother.
1: And what, what situations are you talking about not having control oh,
0: over? Probably um, a lot of the building stuff that I have at the moment, timeline, um, coordinating to get things done yeah, because okay. there's, there's multiple trades, yeah. um, solutions for, um, you know, renovations of how to look and how to be beneficial financially, uh, and probably I guess from a work point of view too is the projects that haven't started yet and trying to come up with an end game. So, um, just recently doing, finishing off the budget for this next financial year and how do you make that work, and come up and be confident of your number without actually starting, Um, Mm. you know, and you can't control that, and you look at the big picture, you know, that'll be in 12 months' time, but you want the answers now of how you're gonna get there, and is this plan right, and is this this, uh, execution gonna be the right way to do it, so. So um, it's
1: not so much the things that you can have control of, it's about being okay with not having control. Yeah, not
0: having control, and and trusting your process, and and, you know, trusting those people that are doing things for you at the time, And, and I guess for me, Uh, A bit of a balance at the moment you know I've got building happening with renovation but landscaping happening at the same time and trying to coordinate in a few different trades to work together to get the end result and and making sure that people are sharing your vision Mm -hmm. um, is always hard as well uh, because not everyone thinks the same way do they you know and um, so which is it's been a um, it's been really good really good to challenge your mind but it all seems to be happening at once at the moment you know, and, and, and July can be a bit of a tough month sometimes when you finish the financial year mm-hmm. and you start at the, the bottom of the greasy pole again, you yeah. know, and getting everyone motivated, getting everyone up, getting everyone focusing on the prize. And, and you know, they look at their figures and go, OK, okay well, I'm, I'm, I'm at the start. I'm zero. How do I get to here, you know? Yeah. So um, there's that challenge that comes into play as well and then motivating the people and not not um, kind of talking at them but talking with them. And sometimes you need to take it away from, from work and talk about... Something else, or analogies, or a different field that it might be to not make it just cars, 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 cars all the time, you know. So, um, and yeah, it's it's a it's a motivational game that we're in, and a power game, and, and it's on the back of good energy and and enthusiasm, um, and and channeling all that in the right direction, you know, and then not letting the the harder things sometimes take the forefront of the mind. But um, yeah, and I, I guess for all I say so that other part of not trying to control those things like we just spoke about the car control you know so that's the other part of it which is um which is a bit of a test but yeah been been a good week been a good week i've jammed a lot in to a you week have. that seems to be my life at the moment but um in
1: between jamming all that and did you watch any of the football
0: well we did have a win this week the dragons we had the bye so well. we have got guaranteed two points um <laughs> do you want
1: to put it that way sure. I, I didn't
0: get to watch too much more football than that um you know um due to being out and But I um, do watch all the highlights and see as much as I possibly can. Mm -hmm. Um, And there's some good quality football being played at the moment. So, um, Dragons have got the West Tigers this Thursday night. So, it's a bottom of the table clash. West Tigers. Surely
1: they're going to come out on top. If
0: West Tigers win, Dragons are equal last again. If the Dragons win, we're four points clear of the uh, wooden spoon. So, um, yeah. Big one. Battle of the heavyweights for the (laughs) wrong end of the ladder this Thursday night. So, I'm looking forward to that one. And then... um, Heading off to the snow this weekend. So Sunday night, um, the family are off to um, Mount Buller, and we're going to spend three nights at Mount Buller in the snow, which we've never done before. So I'm looking forward to getting the kids in there, and that'll um, be a good experience. I've never never done the snow before, so really looking forward to to that. And, um, yeah. So.
1: Are you going to get on the board or skis? Yeah, I'll have
0: a go at both. I'll have a go at skiing and snowboarding, and. and yeah. um, Sure, I'll be on rain duties, making sure I look after him a fair bit of the way too. He'll want to try everything, and but yeah, looking forward to seeing how other the kids go and how they hit the snow and how they do it well. And mm. yeah, it should be a good few days, so I'm looking forward to that. Um, but got a bit to do before I get there, so um, yeah. yeah. But looking forward to that one; it'll be a good one. So, what's the
1: uh, what's the weather predictions down there? I haven't
0: had a look. I've been keeping a, a bit of an eye on it. There is there's snow falling, so which will be good. It'll be bloody cold, yeah, um, like freezing. Um, which is what you want when you're in the snow, I guess. That's um, so what you expect. We're ready for it. I've got most of the stuff ready for the kids, and um, I've just got to get the final bit of detail on Saturday, and then we're ready to fly out Sunday afternoon. Nice.
1: Can't yeah. wait to hear about that next week. Yeah, it be good. It'll be really good. So, have we got any market updates for the players at home, Luke?
0: Yeah, market updates um, is, there's actually a little bit of stock that started to hit the shores now. so um 60 has arrived um they're in the dealership now so they're on the floor which is really good and
1: don't they look good they look
0: stunning they're a beautiful car you know i'm looking forward to uh to driving one today i'm going to take one for a little bit of a spin and do a bit of a um an update on that car and stay tuned for that video on luke's account looking forward to that um and yeah cx9 is just around the corner but bt50 we've um just managed to get some additional stock of bt50 which we'll start seeing from next month CX-9 stock seems to be at an all-time best that we've got. Um, so, the, we
1: ha- so Mazda have all this stock coming through, but there are still manufacturers that can't get stock, is that correct? Yeah,
0: so this is what we're finding out a little bit, which I was about to delve into, is, is probably that small, medium, large fleet, is the more we're, we're talking to people, there's a lot of companies that uh, manufacturers that can't supply, so there's some manufacturers that are 14 to 18-month wait, you know, on, yeah. on certain commercial range. Like dual cabs and single cabs, four by four and four by two, and you know some of the SUVs as well. Like and especially the hybrid, they're just non-existent. There's a two and three-year wait on some of those cars, you know. So um, Mazda are really in a really good position there, where we have got good supply. Um, But yeah, I guess the market is is like I I touched on before. The start of a new financial year, and when you're at the start of a new financial year, it's a jostling for for positions on on VFX of you know who will get the biggest market share they possibly can and um Maz are in a really good position for that. Um, the used car market seems to have really settled from mm-hmm. where it once was, with over the top pricing and unrealistic expectation. Yeah. Um, that seems to come back to where it, where it was pre-COVID. You know, with the pricing um, and you know the, the the markets are pretty pretty good and solid from cheap cars right through to that high end luxury. So um, that's a really positive time. Interest rates, um, you know, that's been a bit of a battle. But that finance sector is still really, really solid. Um, And yeah, from a service point of view with a service market, um, it's really, I guess, um, that's something that doesn't really change Uh, because your car always needs servicing, doesn't it? And maintenance and um, yeah, um, where we are currently as far as um, next day booking. our, our experience when it comes to apprentices and techs and, and so on, we've never been in a better position, probably never had better structure when it comes to a front line and advice and, and, and having uh, those technicians there to handle any queries or concerns there may be. So yeah, just looking at it overall when I did end of financial year and to start for the new financial year, um, we're really solid in a really good position across every every bit of the business. So. Um, and the market at the moment, it, it seems to be really steady, um, and you know, there's, there's no real focus on anything, one thing in particular.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, but yeah, we've got all, all areas covered and, and ready to go, and ready to assist wherever we can. So no, it's all good.
1: Just a question on service that has popped into my head: Are there still people that don't choose to get the logbook service and just get the regular?
0: Yeah, there's a lot of people change? that um, just want an interim type service, just like yeah. a general service, which we can do. You know, um, we always try and push by logbook cause the logbook because that's the right thing to do from a manufacturer, but there's people yeah. that have been outside of that warranty period mm-hmm. that might say, well, I'm not in warranty anymore, so I just want a general service. And a general service, I guess we would educate, saying, well, at that amount of kilometres, you really should be doing this, 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 but mm-hmm. we can just do your general service yeah. and report on what your car may need. Yeah. You know, so, um, and we, we service all makes and models, you know, like it doesn't matter what the brand is, we can mm-hmm. do it. It doesn't matter how many kilometres or how old the car is, we can do everything there. Um, and yeah, from a service point of view, we'll always do that. We'll do a scheduled service, but we'll always give a report of anything else that we'll see that may need attention or may need attention in the next six or twelve months. You know, so yeah. uh, to make sure it's thorough. Yeah.
1: I must admit, before I was involved with the dealership, I was definitely one of those people that would just go and get like the cheapest service done yep. for my car, but now obviously I have new cars and it just makes sense to get it done right
0: well it does because there's technology in play um, yeah. you know there's, there's special tools that only certain manufacturers have uh, and with the tech on cars now like blind spot monitoring rear re cross traffic alert things like that when sensors aren't working there's special tools for that you know for the updates on the car especially with uh, the way I always probably refer to it it's like a new iPhone you know, yeah. when when you look at how many updates are on your phone all the time, mm-hmm. the cars are the same now with the updates. So if you're not getting the right updates, software updates on your car, you're falling behind, and that's where the dramas can happen. Yeah. Um. So it's definitely worthwhile, but that's the other part too is a lot of people say, "Oh no, the expensive the, the, you go to manufacturer servicing expensive." But we do the comparisons all the time to stay competitive, and we'll ring the, you know, the the um the, the local mechanics and the the higher big 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 brand um you know chains. And um, for the same service, which is a scheduled logbook service without their right equipment, they're actually dearer in labour rate uh, than what we are from a manufacturer service, you know what mm. I mean? Without having the trained quality techs there that have mastered through and through or another brand through and through, you know, and doing just a general service but paying a premium price. So... Doesn't um, make much sense, does
1: no, it? No.
0: And that's why we've, we've, over the years, created all these things like um, price match guarantee, um, you know, so if you had to have a price somewhere else, where. We're happy to match that price and talk you through and same for same. And we've got the uh, multi policy discount also. So the more people that are coming in in your family or friend network that are servicing, the bigger discount you can get. And when you activate that, that, that discount, and it might be 10 or 15%, it could be $100 less than what you're paying at a local mechanic anyway without yeah. the experience. So it's definitely worth to, um, to, to reach out to us and ask the question and even about just finding out how much a service would be, you know, um, mm-hmm. or what we do in it. Yeah, so when you
1: when you consider all the added benefits that you get from coming here, sounds like a no-brainer. Yeah, I
0: agree. Yeah, absolutely.
1: Well, we actually have um, a few listener questions this week, and one is about service. Yep. Um, which is always convenient when we're on the topic. Now, this one was around prepaid car service packs. So the listener got screwed over when his car was written off um, and he lost money on it. What are your thoughts on those um, prepaid car service packs and whether they're worth it or... Um...
0: Um, yeah, we, we do we, we do, do an offer there, and a lot of people will prepay for their service packages. Yeah, uh, It depends what type we're talking here. Like, you'll have your manufacturers that might say there's three years free service or, you know, five years free servicing, Um that's something it's a manufacturer it's a dealer that may do it yeah they're locked in you know and it's great knowing that, that you're saving a lot of money and it's included and it's a hassle-free of servicing there yeah. um and then we've got a lot of people that too will buy the package up front and say look i want to pay you know uh, and buy the four or five or three years service up front mm-hmm. so i don't have to worry about it and i think it's a great thing you know mm-hmm. um
1: i never even really thought about people doing that
0: yeah well i see and a lot of people and this is again a personal preference but I'm a little bit the same, Whereas that, if I've got an electrician that I've used on my house, that knows all the wiring in my house, that may have built my house and done it, and they know where everything is, I'll tend to stay with that person because they know and they're thorough, they know where this is and that is and that is, and they know where the common faults may be. Yeah. You know, from a plumber, you tend to stick with the same plumber, you know, because your plumber gives you the best advice, knows your pipe work and knows what, what, what your house is like. And from a car point of view, it's no different. You know, and a lot of people are of that. Well, you're my mechanic and you're my my service owner. So I want to make sure that um, I want want to have this done in this package and you're going to look after my car for its next three or four or five years.
1: So would they put the servicing price, would they put that on finance? Yeah, they they can finance that. They can
0: pay for it separately. Um, It can be all included in the deal. Um, However they want to do it, we've got multiple ways of doing it. But again, it gives them the the knowledge that they've got the same mechanic working on their car for that same period of time. Mm -hmm. and We know the car like it's their own. You know, not the normal, and and probably my example here is that, and I've seen it a thousand times. Go, go, an electrician, for example. You have an electrician that's done all your um, all your house, and you've been using it for five years. You go and use a new electrician. What's the first thing to do? Ah, whoever did this has done this wrong. That's mm-hmm. wired up wrong. I wouldn't have put yeah. that there. Oh, that's why the problem is, and that's the thing straight away, and that's one. It's that's the easiest thing to do, you know. And from a mechanical point of view, um. I've been around that all my life, and you see it, you know, when cars go, oh, I've been serviced somewhere else, but not it's necessarily the case. It's like the, the first
1: thing is to blame someone it, it else. It is, yeah. you know what
0: I mean, and that's why I think it's really important for continuity and consistency, and in, in one person looking after a project or looking after your car or making sure that it it is the way you want it, because everyone's different, you know. You've got the one, you don't necessarily have the one size fits all. It's a bespoke sort of person for their how fussy they are. And that's why I'm thorough with that. I like the one person looking after my things and they're my contact, like a car guy or whoever it might be, um, you know, to make sure that when I ring them, hey, where are we at with this? Or, oh no, I remember last time we did this, we'll check it again in 5,000 Ks. And I guess I'm blessed to have a few of those people in a building sort of environment around me. and I was just talking about that earlier to you.
1: Well, it's so different to having like a hairdresser. Yeah, same thing. Skin lady, nail lady. Same thing. Like yeah. All the
0: same. And that's what I was, um, we were just talking before we started the podcast and I'm a bit blessed, bit of a shout out to um, my builder, Michael Gabsley. Um, but yeah, Mick's been in my life a bit and he's that guy that gets stuff done, you know, and he finds a way to do it. And, um, Very like-minded to you. Yeah, like-minded, but thorough, and you know, nothing's too hard, and you know, um, but looks after it like it's his own, and cleans yeah. stuff afterwards like it's his own, and, yeah. and uh, that's what I'm appreciative for. And, and I guess it's no different from a car point of view. He leaves it with me, hmm. you know. Um, he just you look you look after that because I know you'll do the right thing. And from an electrician, you know, with Maddie that I got, that's the same deal. It's um, it, it's um, people who are experts on expert things, which has been a big part um, that. Um, I guess, my model in the way we operate in the business.
1: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. All right, well, I think, did we answer that? So they're well worth it if it suits you? Yeah,
0: well, it's personal preference, yes. Yeah. And it's there's, there's no way that you're gonna get burned from it, that's yeah. for sure. Yep,
1: yeah. All right, well, question number two is, what is your next modification on your BT50, and what are the top three mods that you've done or that you recommend people to do?
0: Um, next mod on mine probably nothing on mine now I've got a new island truck getting built at the moment which I'm doing some some really good mods on Um,
1: when will that be done
0: that'll be done in August I'm just waiting on a body getting built on that one at the moment Mm -hmm. so I've got a custom body getting built on that that we um, we'll see in about August, and then um, we can start showcasing some of that build. can There's been a bit there, so I might save the detail on that one for when it's mm. uh, when it's due to arrive. But probably the top three that um, mods would be a wheel and tyre package. I, I think aesthetically that will change the look of a car straight away. Yep. Um, that, yeah, and that's a good one. There's so many different options there and everyone's got the different style where they like the black look or where they like a deep dish rim, or whatever it might be, you know. So, and it, and it kind of personalizes the car to that personality of that person, mm-hmm. uh, which is what I like. Mm-hmm. Um, a lift kit, I, I think, is is one um, which which is also for that same look. They kind of go hand yeah, in hand. hand, in hand. hand yep. um, and then probably the other mod would be um, when, when you're coming to personalizing, um, for me, it was... was the, my favourite has been the blackout, yeah. Um, and but again, that that's a personality thing. It is, yeah. And that's how you like things to look,
1: yeah.
0: Uh, but uh, you know, I'm a big fan of seeing. I I, I I watch this a lot on the road with looking at, at certain youths that are done up certain ways and the way people have personalised them, and um, they do a great job, you know. And it says a lot about that person, mm-hmm. and and the way they like it to look, and yeah. So there's no right or wrong, um, but they would be my top three faves would that look of a car I think you can change it totally by a wheel and tire package a lift and and buy some custom paints so yeah. yeah and it
1: doesn't have to be super expensive either way no, it's all very affordable it
0: is it is yeah
1: um it's just crazy like having a car like a bt50 like how customizable it is like from a canopy to the tray like it's, it's just, endless it's, yeah you just draw, keep going and going. Draws,
0: draw packs in the back yeah. of how you want your drawing for camping trays different mm-hmm. bodies half canopies um roof racks tub racks uh, your tub liners, fridge, slide-out fridge, upright fridge, um, and then wheel tire packages, lift kits. I saw
1: a um, camper van I'm on one the other yeah, week. Yeah, that
0: was good. The yeah. camper van, uh, bull bars is about you know eight hundred different variants of bull bars, nudge bars, and then your lighting systems. Then the, the platforms, roof platforms, and then you get internal as well. So. Um, there's a heap that do it, and it depends on what you're using it for, and that's what I love about BT50. We mm. can do it all here. Mm-hmm. We're the one-stop shop, and, and we love it. Clint and I like love that build. Big Gav, just he's all over it. We've got our different styles, but we love talking about it, yeah. and then watching them come to life. So um, yeah, we've got a few projects going at the moment with a couple, and, and um, but the next one will be the island, you, which we look forward to showcasing. So Big Clint, um, he, he's done the majority of that one. Um, there's been a, third, a few third-party suppliers that have been involved in that too. Yeah. Uh, but it'll definitely have the LDC spec to it and the LDC look and uh, familiar, familiarity of that, that of that style. But, um, mm-hmm. yeah, looking forward to showcasing that. Sensing that, that it's
1: one. going to be black.
0: It is a black one, this yeah. one. So the last one was white and um, looked great, but this one's going to be black and it's going to be very LDC spec. So I look forward to that one coming to life.
1: Can't wait. Can you um, just talk really briefly through how you use third party suppliers at the Ute Center and like how that works work for people coming yeah, through? Yeah, so
0: there's certain things that we can't do from a, from a master point of view, like with, with might be, um, you know, different build, like when we talk, say wheels and tires. So we have a wheel package here, but they're, they're, you know, when you want to go to a bigger size wheel and a different offset and a different size tire, uh, whether it be an all-terrain or a mud tire, whatever it might be. Um, so we've got some really good relationships with some third-party suppliers. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, it's like an extension of our business. So it's not like we don't know their operation, we've obviously chosen them to deal with because they uh, have the like-minded vision and goals that we do. Um, and yeah, it's it's really an extension of our business. So we've got a good relationship where we'll, we'll deliver the car to them and get the car picked back up. But the work's very, very thorough um, and we make sure it's to our standard and, and vice versa, you know, because they're showcasing their products, so they want to make sure that, you know, they, yep. they want reciprocal work or dip or, or um, you know, new business. Um, so they wanna make sure they put on the best show they possibly can. So we've got some really good third party suppliers so it doesn't matter what it is on your B T fifty, we've got it covered, yep. you know. Really,
1: like um, any anything you wanna do custom, and, and anything we can we're
0: do. we right down to exhausts, yep. awnings, um, anything. We've got the whole lot, different styles of fridges, like the whole lot. We can do everything, so it's definitely worthwhile uh, talking to us about what mods you want and us looking after it from there.
1: Well, that's why we are the BT50 Specialist, Correct. isn't
0: Correct. that right?
1: Correct, All right, now time for any recommendations this week, Luke, have you got any?
0: I do have a recommendation, um, which is, um, so every Tuesday or every second Tuesday, I go and have dinner at the Eaton's Hill Hotel um, with, with my kids, and it's a general lock-in seven o'clock every Tuesday. And there is a, a special there at the moment, which is a 450 gram OP rib on the bone. Um, and it is delicious. I had it last night. Uh, it's 450 gram OP rib and-
1: Are you starting to drool a little bit? No, not yet.
0: <laughs> and last night I had it just with coleslaw and a, a cob of corn. Um, no that, chippies? That, no, no chips last night. I was, just, uh, I was just really looking forward to my steak with mushy sauce and their coleslaw was really good. Um, and just with a couple of beers and I even followed on with a affogato afterwards um, Penny as, uh, with frangelico it was nice. just a good combo last night actually but yeah that would be my recommendation um, I've had it it's been the, the special for a few weeks and I've, I've had it the last couple of times I've been there and bloody good every time so a big recommendation this week is go and try the 450 gram IP rib at Eaton Hill Hotel. There you very, go, guys. Run, don't walk. <laughs> head over there. That's now. Very good.
1: <laughs> um, great. Well, we're up to our words of the week, Luke. What have you got
0: for us? Uh, words of the week would probably be stay focused, um, and, and that's probably more for me at the moment. What I've been doing is just stay focused on everything you've got and um, don't get overwhelmed. But um, it's easy to lose focus, and it's easy for. Um, I, I guess where I'm going with this, it's it's very easy sometimes to get caught up in head noise of. What other people are saying and doing, in their their opinion, um, but you know, there's a reason why you're so certain of certain things. And when you you know, in your in um, your vision and your mentality, that this is what I'm doing, or this is the plan that I have in place, or this is how I go about my day-to-day life, um, you just got to stay focused on that, and then sometimes not let that that I guess that white noise come into your life of of um, hearing what, whether it be negativity or, or probably the the not the, the 100% engaged or having a different view of certain things. And sometimes you can listen to that um, and not that you do much with it, but it, it, you can't get that time back and no. staying focused on only being, you know, and you may not hear it as much, but that less is more sometimes of um, hearing those really positive things that are to benefit to you and good for you, other important things, rather than a whole lot of noise around what's not good or, or whinging and moaning and, and not getting caught up in that. Or even giving it the airtime that it that it deserves or doesn't deserve. So, um, to me, it's just been stay focused, concentrate on what you're trying to do. Um, you know, don't don't get caught up in not being able to control everything. Don't get caught up in trying to fix something that you have no control of. Um, trust that experts are doing expert things and trust the process and and you know that everything will be fine. But um, yeah, don't. When things aren't going your way, don't spiral out of control and focus just on that one thing Mm -hmm. because there's probably three, four or 500 other things that are really, really important that you're going to miss by focusing on that one thing. So, yeah, this week's words of wisdom or weekly words would be stay focused.
1: I think that's a really nice reminder and we can all get thrown off our paths and it does nothing but slow us down. Correct. So just stay focused. That's it. That's it. All right. You know what time it is, Luke?
0: Oh, my favourite part of the segment.
1: Uh, weekly unwind, let's go. So we've got two questions here, so let's try and keep them brief.
0: Okay.
1: Uh ish, briefish. So if you had a time machine. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Obviously we're talking about reality here. Um, if you had a time machine, would you travel to the future or back to the past?
0: Back to the past. And why is that? Um, I don't want to fast forward my future because I'm actually really enjoying where I'm at and enjoying every moment of it. I don't actually want to... I want to let it unfold from the way I believe it's going to unfold and the way I'm working really hard to it. Mm -hmm. Um, Probably go back to the past and relive some of the things that I didn't get to spend enough time doing Mm -hmm. because I've had some great things happen, you know, over my time and probably be able to relive some of those because they go too quick. Mm -hmm. You know, those moments go too quick Mm -hmm. and especially kids, you know, like they grow up so quick and you forget about all those those little moments and you know like it feels like yesterday that Rainy was born and now he's yeah, three and it's crazy. losing his little baby and turning big boy now so you know I, I guess I'd probably definitely well, probably not probably definitely would go backwards not forwards that's for sure so
1: that is a very nice answer Luke thank you <laughs> and then a little bit of a lighter one what is the funniest thing that's happened to you recently
0: oh I don't know the funniest thing that's happened to me recently there's a lot of funny things that happen in my life every day, but... Um,
1: there is. You're surrounded by so many funny people. I am.
0: I have got... I'm, I'm blessed with some very funny people around me. I can't actually... Especially in uh, this room right now. The, oh, please. <laughs> uh, funniest thing that's happened to me recently would have had to probably be... The one that comes... I'm sure there's been plenty because there's heaps, but last night uh, we went for dinner um, and came home and I parked in, in the garage. And... Um, I got my very, very talkative three-year-old out of the car and who went along the lines of, uh, that's mum's car, that's dad's truck, that's Jay's car, that's Jay's car, that's my car. And we've got him a little uh, little black Range Rover that he can drive around in. And, and they yeah, mate, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and by this stage, mind you, that it's, I don't know, nine, nine o'clock or something, I'm tired, I wanna to go to bed. Um, I haven't been sleeping real well, as I said earlier. I just want to go to bed, so. Yeah, mate, yep, yep, that's great. And he runs, continues to run over to his car, and Jess and I are standing at the door waiting, and, and then continued to tell us about every part of the car. The wheels, the tires, the bonnet,
1: the <laughs> engine.
0: Yeah, good, mate, right, okay, yeah, that's good, that's good, that's good. And I'm like, come on, hurry up, otherwise I'm gonna leave you down here, and we'd come running over. And then plays it so well, and then turns around, and then runs back and goes, oh, this is the seat this is the gear stick and started rattling off every every accessory on the car or every feature of the car uh, and this actually went on and it's hard to get angry at him because it's actually really cute so and it's cute. actually quite funny and he pointed at everyone's cars and his car's black as well and he was so proud showing every bit of accessory <laughs> in his car but running back through and, and you can imagine Jess and I standing in the door waiting come, come on mate and um, it was it was kind of hilarious so he um definitely plays it up and anything to dry to buy a bit of time before he has to go to bed oh yeah and don't even get me started on going to bed that takes about three hours with his <laughs> good nights and i love you's and all the rest of it but i wouldn't have it any other way i love it and this is the part Could probably, cherish
1: that time
0: that goes way too quick so i'd much rather soak it all up now rather than a couple of years time him not wanting to uh to do it and it uh yeah so
1: didn't you say
0: this morning they didn't want a hug? No, he didn't want. He, I tried to give him his little cuddle this morning. Said, Sleep me alone, leave me alone, Dad. Leave me alone. What were you saying last night, mate? Ooh, you can't <laughs> win. Oh, little bloody. sweetheart, but yes, he had us in stitches like most days. But the last, the one last night was the full description of the car. And I'm like, how does he even know what an engine is? You know what I mean? But anyway, bless him. Um, That's the,
1: because he is the car man. He's man's the new son. car man.
0: He's the new car man. So him coming. There
1: you go. Love it. All right. Well, thank you for those little insights there.
0: No That's problem. about all
1: we've got time for today.
0: Well, thanks for joining us on Carman Conversations. And uh, we did cover a fair bit there, and especially around that service packages and uh, accessory fitment. So if you want to know more about that, please DM me. Uh, and if you want to keep following Journey, uh, you can find the descriptions in the link below. That's all for today's episode of Carman Conversations. Thanks for listening. If you keen to learn more about today's topics or if you have any questions, head over to my Instagram, ldc underscore or follow along at aspley.master. If you're enjoying the show, please subscribe to us on your favorite podcast provider by searching Car Conversations. And please, if you love what you're hearing, don't forget to leave us a great review.